Have you got used to doing these sorts of things? How you uh, do, uh... I've done a I've done a podcast. I did one last week, and that's for my Canadian publishers. And no, I swear a lot, so that's I find fun. it very. Di- I mean, I won't now, but there you <laughs> I find it difficult not to swear a lot. That's so right. um, sometimes if I'm still, that's why it's because I'm trying to think of a replacement word. Someone told me actually, which I never realised, I think on iTunes you have to fill out whether it's explicit, and I've got quite a lot, there's been quite a lot of swearing. Oh really? So if um, I did an accident? You mean you destroy the website. I normally, I am incredibly lazy, and, and one of the things that's happened with this podcast is I tend to ask the person at the beginning if they could describe the book, and it's partly so I, I don't sort of mis-summarise it, which I tend to do, actually, and get people's names wrong, um, get the book wrong sometimes. Normally, forget what the names of right, characters right. are. Yeah, no, no. But I'm, I'm also kind of curious about authors' relationships to their book, because often it's finished sometime before, or it's, and we've got a bit of a gap since publication, and, and kind of where you are with the book, and, you know, particularly as debut novelists, there must be such an intensity about letting it out to the world. Um, what happens after a few weeks and months pass, and do you still still feel the same about it? Where, where are you with it? I, I, it did feel quite intense. I think because I went to boarding school, people still automatically assumed that it was uh, autobiographical. Okay. It's not, so, so that was quite intense. People kept asking me about my life at boarding school and stuff. But, um, and then you break down in tears. I know, I weep and weep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a pretty um, pedestrian time at school, so it wasn't at all like the book. Okay. Um, but yeah, I wrote it and it was, I think, six months after the e-book, the print version came out and yeah it's been great it's been lovely people have been amazing and it's been really nice being a debut novelist because all the other debut people are obviously in the same boat and really supportive and kind and yeah it's been fantastic is it intimidating to to sort of let go of this thing that must have been quite a private you know it's one of the cliches isn't it you spend your entire life writing your first novel and then yeah it's true I have actually spent my entire damn life writing this book (laughs) yeah different variants of okay but yeah finally I got there um it was quite intimidating I think the most intimidating was my agent reading it because she was the first one that ever read it um <coughs> the first draft the completed first draft so no one not friends or no one else husband or family I, actually I did a Faber Academy course writing a novel course and they the, my tutors there had read a bit of the beginning but that was it so I didn't show it to anyone else apart from Nell, who's my agent at PFD, and so that I was absolutely petrified after that, and she made me rewrite it five times. She didn't actually ask me to, um, so that was a long, long process. Wow! But after that, when she was happy with it, then I felt a bit more confident that people would hopefully enjoy it. So that's an interesting sort of thought that there's this idea that you finished the book in you know, your artist Garrett and the book's ready for the world, but actually there was an enormous amount of kind of after after work and redrafting. And loads and loads and loads. That was the hardest work, actually. And then by the time it was finished, the manuscript, I didn't... By the time I got a publishing deal, I didn't have that much to change because now that really helped me along with it. Well, we might return to sort of that, that process. So what, to, just can you describe for people who haven't, haven't read the book or, um, or for people that have read the book, What's the basic? Uh, what's the, what's the what's the plot? What's the, what's it's the a 
Well, it's overall, it's a psychological thriller based in a girls' boarding school. And it centres around Josephine and Freya, who are two best friends. And Josephine is made head girl one night, one day of this boarding school, exclusive boarding school. And they both go out on a celebration night and something terrible happens on that night and it's about the aftermath and how they both deal with it and how it ruins their friendship essentially and how they both deal with their futures. Wait, well, you said that there's been different sort of versions and iterations of, of the of the novel over the over the years. What what was the kind of was there an initial moment when you were sort of trying to write this twenty years ago, whenever it began? Was it what was in place then? Well, I, originally it was a romantic comedy, which is <laughs> ridiculous because anyone who's read the book now will realise that it's, I mean, it's quite dark. So, But I, when I did my Faber Academy course, my tutor, Tim Knott, and Esther Freud, actually, I was really lucky to have them both. Mm. Um, when they read the romantic comedy version, they were like, uh, this is, I mean, they didn't say this as harshly, but I could see in their faces, they were like, oh my God, how do I tell this girl that this is utter drivel? So <laughs> they told me very kindly that perhaps I should go and revisit and that I wasn't being very honest in my writing. That's what Tim Lott said to me. Um, and that really helped me because I was so upset by it. I was, I was petrified about how I was going to deal with it and I was also thinking, God, I, don't, I'm, I can't write, this is shit, but... When you say honest, that's a sort of interesting thing to say about it. I actually had no idea what he meant by that. Right. I didn't understand that's why I went. I was so upset because I, I was thinking, how, how can anyone be honest? But I think what he meant by that for me was that I was trying too hard to be marketable, write something marketable, and I wasn't. I wasn't. There was a disconnect between what I wanted to write and how I was presenting myself on paper. What do you think that that was? Was it a I mean, partly wanting to be commercial, but was it was there I something? So, I mean, romantic comedy, I guess, can be. It can be very dark, but was it? Was yeah, it no, too it something? wasn't. It was completely. I mean, geez, if I have to read it again, I'd probably. I don't know what. I'd hide for the next year, but I think. I think it wasn't really what goes on in my head. Okay. So, I mean, far from it actually. So I think I was trying to be all like, you know light and breezy but actually I'm, I'm not what was but what was there that made you want to to not just chuck it out completely but oh I to... see I, I think I had the boarding school element okay because I always thought that would be a really cool setting because they fascinate me mm. and I thought it would just be interesting to I mean a load of females in one space I think god almighty so, so I I, I carried on that because I knew I knew it'd be better as a psychological thriller because there's so much there's so many undercurrents between in female friendships that I think that was what clinched it. I suddenly realised that actually female friendships are not always very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they are they can my my female friends are hilarious but there's a lot of stuff going on under the surface. setting of the, the boarding school, uh, you know, I suppose everything from sort of Harry Potter to, to kind of Enid Blyton, there is something yeah. about that as a, as a, as a setting. What, 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 is, what was it about it 
for you, I mean, you're saying it's about female friendships, but is there I didn't go to a, to, a, to a boarding school. Is there something different, say, than to a day school? There, there yeah, is that sense of... There really is. I went to a day school before I boarded. Okay. I was quite naughty, so my parents were like, right, you need to be shaped up. What Very naughty. The, what, when you say you were naughty? What, what? I, I, well, I think I was hanging around with... I was sort of getting into smoking and drinking and all that nonsense. Okay. And none of that at boarding schools, of course. Well, yeah, even worse at boarding school, actually, <laughs> as I discovered, because everyone's so bloody bored half the time and can't go out. Okay. Um, so I think for boarding school, was, the difference was the confinement, firstly. I was never allowed out. I was allowed out like, for half an hour on a weekend. And obviously we didn't have things like the internet. We weren't allowed to watch telly. We were allowed to watch tiny little telly. Okay. Um, I think it was just all based around work. And there was never any alone time. I was th- You were isolated emotionally because you didn't have your own space. But mm. conversely, physically, you were... Always with it was it was just sort of quite intense. You could never be alone if you're upset. I think so. It made the feelings magnified a lot. Because were you sharing with with a yes? You're in a dormitory. Goodness me. Um, and I think there was you weren't allowed out of the school. So if you wanted to go for a walk, you couldn't really. I mean, I suppose you could go in the school grounds, but there's always someone around. How is it being separated from? From family, is that a? I mean, that's the side that I suppose lots of people s- struggle with. Was definitely. I think I spoke to someone, and they said, and they said, I said to them, "How did you find leaving school?" This was when I was researching other people's feelings towards boarding school, and she said, "Actually, I had a really difficult home life. My parents were divorcing, and it was awful. So for me, school was a sanctuary. Boarding school was a sanctuary. Being sent away was oh, it made me feel safe." Um, but I know for a lot of people, I have friends still. I was another author, David Young. He was saying how he's still traumatised. He's I'm not sure how old he is, but he went to boarding school a while ago, and he said he still hasn't gotten over it. Um, so I think it just depends. I mean, how your home life is. I think probably Oscar Wilde said it before me. Um, it does sound a bit like prison. I mean, the idea that you only get half an hour in the yard or, <laughs> no, you know, the, these, do- these like dorms. And I guess some people can kind of cope with that intensity. Uh, how, how did you find this? I mean, going, going from being rebellious day school student to... Uh, well, unfortunately, I was still rebellious at the school, but emotionally I found it difficult because right. you, you could never could display any emotion because you'd often be vilified for it. If, you're in a, if you were in a temper of, or something that made you angry... If you showed that to anyone, it would cause such a furore. I think people would find that really difficult to cope with. So everyone had to pretend they were fine all the time. Um, you just had to go around with a smile. And I think people took it personally if you were in a bad mood. A lot of the, I remember a lot of my friends would say, why, why are you cross to me? Or they'd get paranoid that there was something wrong. Or It wasn't. It was just you know girls growing up finding it difficult to... And it's intensified by the fact you're all... That to you, get that you have, all yeah. the time, exactly. So from that sense, I found it a bit salon. So did and did you learn? Because it's interesting if you, if you to compare that to, um, particularly to Josephine in, in in the novel. Did you learn to kind of control that? Did you? I mean, did you sort of have a game yeah, face? Definitely. We we all all my friends right. did. I think, and it's only now we're really honest and open with each other, and we say, "Oh, I'm <laughs> upset about this. I'm not pissed off with you. I'm just, you know, I think." There's a lot of paranoia in girls' schools that I think if one person is going to be angry with you, then it's going to be sort of some contagious emotion. So I think everyone's a bit worried about being themselves. 
How about on the on the flip side of that? Where, and, and this is a novel about friendship, but also, but and particularly that moment in your life where friendship is is sort of so intense. Maybe it's before you meet, you know, romantic partners properly. Right. Um, that friendship is is kind of so many different things. It almost verges on on romance. Thinking back at my school, that 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 you would have friendships and then you'd sort of almost be through it and then you'd, you'd slightly have to break up with that friend. It was a kind of weird... Yeah, it's, it's and Actually, you have this intense sort of... Did you have anyone like, I suppose, like Freya for, for Josephine? Yeah, I did actually. We were all really, really close because we, I suppose, we were all going through the same thing. Whether we spoke about it or not, we were all going through it. So that gave us a, a bond. I'm still best friends. All my best friends are from... Most of them are from school still. Okay. We speak, I mean, like five times a day. It's crazy. Uh, so oh, was, which school was it? Oh, then you'd have to say on, on the record. Oh, no, of course, it's fine. Uh, Wickham Abbey, which okay. is mm-hmm. a boarding school near Oxford. It's, oh, okay. Yeah, it's not, no, not far from Oxford. So, um, wow, that's amazing. So they've actually endured... Um, yeah, I mean, we're really close. Really, uh, I'd be lost without them. That's really? Crazy. Yeah. This is part, partly a book about, I suppose, getting out, but not in a good way. But it was, yeah. did that did that mean life itself, life outside of the school, was was uh, difficult? That's really interesting. Actually, funnily enough, my husband said to me, "God, you're so undomesticated." Because <laughs> everyone did everything for you at school, like, <laughs> um, which is probably true. I, right. I mean, they did all the washing and stuff, which is dreadful and spoiled. But so I got a bit of a shock in that sense. But university, actually, I found it quite liberating probably I mean I went on a I went travelling in between okay. school and university um, so I had that closure <coughs> from school actually before okay. I went to university so I didn't find it too much of a shock it was okay okay one of the things I was really fascinated was that there's, there's two time periods and there's this right. idea it's a novel about looking back you talked about doing research when you look back did you have that sense of it both being incredibly small in that way that, you know, I remember going back to my school years after and, and I think I had the th- thought every person has, you go back and you go into the bathrooms and it suddenly looks tiny and the toilet's down there. <laughs> I know, it's weird. And then five minutes sort of seeing old school friends, you sort of, you greet each other as sort of slightly strangers and then after about five minutes, you suddenly remembered why you didn't like that one and it all floods back and it can be quite overwhelming and you, you can't quite get away from <laughs> the intensity no, for you looking back and using this using that experience did you have that could, could you recapture the intensity of you know who was going forward for the Oxford exams yeah or, I really or, could okay. I really could and I, I we had a school reunion and I I sort of felt like I was a teenager again it was weird I couldn't quite get away from how I thought others viewed me or how I viewed others and I'm sure how they thought I viewed them too um so it's strange, but I think obviously we'd all grown up since then, hopefully. So, but yeah, I went back to visit okay. my old school, and it was. Was that before or after the novel? After oh, I went really? to talk to them about the novel, and uh, I was quite shocked by how much the sort of nervousness that Sunday night back to school feeling that I got. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible, and my stomach was all over the, you know, sinking, and I, was, I felt really sick. I mean, that sounds dreadful, but that horrible, oh my God, I've got to go leave home now and, and go back to school, I had that again still 20 years later. How did they receive 
the book. Um, um, yeah, they were really nice about it. I just uh, they wrote after saying how much I enjoyed it. So. Did you have the sense that people were going through the sorts of the same things? When is it? Uh, you... No, I think it changed. I um, mean, um, from boarding school in my day, I think the girls have changed a lot. The school had changed a lot, but I mean, the book isn't based on my boarding school. But okay. I think. Generic, I mean, from a sort of overall point of view, I think boarding school we have changed. There was a well-being officer when I went back. Goodness. So I thought that was quite nice. I think this they looked after emotionally a bit more. Does technology make a difference too? I mean, it's one of the things that you know that it's quite hard to explain to um, to the kids. Uh, you know, they'll have to Google things like you know pre-digital age. But um, <laughs> God, I feel like a dinosaur when you say that. But is that there is that sense in the novel that they don't have that kind of? Yeah, it does. Exactly. It does allow you to have contact with the outside world. Yeah. You know, the, your your phone um, or a computer. But that that is one of the things. Did, did you almost need that? Was that part of the reason you set it in nineteen ninety six? You need it. You almost need those. That again, that sense of the walls being yeah, of being walls. completely out, sort of away from incarcerated like prison but yeah, away from outside life and not and that not being able to sort of I don't know I think it made it emotionally more febrile not having any access to anything <coughs> outside Can, can I ask about Freya and and Josephine who are the who are the, the sort of twin poles of the of the novel but I was wondering where they, I suppose, where Freya and, and Josephine came from. Why, why have that intense sort of friendship as the, as the, the kick-off for the, for the plot? I think maybe because it made it probably all the more explosive when they, when they, I won't give too much away, but when they lost that friendship, it, there was so much more riding on it because they, they would be that much more devastated than if they just sort of quite good friends. Also, there's always one person at school that you really relied on, or there was, like, everyone always had their best, best, best friend that they would be with all the time, and there's sort of the third wheel or something. What are the ways that, that do you think female friendships operate that, that would make good dramas? I mean, it, God, James, they operate on a completely different level. I mean, jeez, I can't even begin. <laughs> I, I mean... I think there's so much unspoken, it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what it's like, we say, oh yeah, we're fine. It does not mean we're fine, it means a multitude of things. So I think there's so much, I don't know, just so much to read from, I think, I think, from my experience. Um, and blokes are just much more upfront. I don't know. I don't know whether I'm generalising as well and being, don't want to be too gender specific, but I've noticed with my sons, I mean, they're, they're only four and one, but I've got two boys and they're both, I don't know, it's just much more quick. They'll say I'm angry or something and just, well, they won't punch each other up, but... Why do, you, why do you think that is? What is it about, whether it's the circumstances, that, and just by the unspokenness, particularly in a in novel? I think, I think girls are a lot more fearful of the ramifications of what happens if they're honest, I think. And I don't know why that is or where that's <coughs> come from. I think it may come, have come from societal pressure I don't know but that's definitely from for me personally I found that for my own self and I'm sure a lot of my friends feel that you were a bit wor- you were worried about being judged by what, other your peers uh, te- teachers too I mean, uh... teachers peers mainly peers I think right. I mean yeah 
Was there a set of standards? Was there the kind of Definitely. cool crowd that were, or was it was it was it more unspoken than that? Um, I think my school was so academically pressured that that was <coughs> the cool thing to be like really clever and hardworking. Because I think, I think my, my, my school, which is an all boys school, uh, I remember you had to pretend never to have done any work. Right. So when you sort of so walked in, like, yeah, you just go, no, that would be the uncle. <laughs> but there was an actual, but yours, there was a sense of showing the working. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If you weren't, I think it was a bit like, oh, there's a little thicky in the corner who's not doing anything. So the, I was wondering what the signs then of, of I guess, of a, a t- achievement were that in the novel, it's uh, becoming the head girl has this kind of enormous status. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is to get into, particularly get into Oxford. Um, yes. So th- those were the sort of, were the similar kinds of things going on? Is, is that what you were drawing on, this idea of external achievements that would somehow yes. coronate and you? Or, yes, I did draw on that overall thing, overall sense of achieving being the cool thing to do and how it impacted emotionally on someone, on the girls or anyone really, I mean, you know, how that pressure, constant pressure and having to be your best self and show that at all times, how that affects you internally. (laughs) 